It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. If you can afford to buy that dirt, that farm country, if you're buying dirt, it's uh, expensive around the country, as we all know. In places like Iowa, Illinois, you're talking uh, upwards of $25,000. But uh, if you can buy dirt, buy dirt. It's a good investment to really and truly not making any more. Hey, good morning. It's chore time at the Shank of the Day here on Wax. Bob and Jill with you as we get closer and closer to another weekend. And uh, lots of breakfast going on, approximately, Jill, without naming them all right now. We'll do that later on. How many we got this week? Three, four, five, something like that this weekend that are going to be going on? Seven. Seven? All right, we'll get that. We got horse pulls happening and other stuff going on. We'll talk about that. Also, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin elections are in. We've got, uh, what did we get for uh, our May beef month? We got some winners there to talk about. We do. We've got some grain bin winners. Now, they didn't win a grain bin, but they won a $25 gift certificate from the grain bin butchery and market. All right. That's over in Boyceville. We'll tell you who those people are as well. And we're going to hear from the hosts of last Sunday's Grant and FFA Alumni Dairy Breakfast, the K-Hearts. And also we'll talk about video surveillance. So we've got a busy morning going on here. And uh, maybe the most important news that we're going to share with you is the weather news. Hey, there's a chance of some rain on Saturday. (laughs) Keep your fingers crossed. And maybe again on Monday as it'll cool down a little bit. Monday probably won't even get 70. But then heating up again as we get into next week as we got some miles to make with dairy breakfast. Also uh, next week, the Wisconsin FFA State Convention is going on. The theme this year is... Elevate. Uh, I thought she might get that wrong. I keep saying escalate. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's not right. So it's elevate, the theme of the 94th, I believe. Isn't that right? 94th. Yes, I think so. Wisconsin FFA State Convention down in Madison where Mondovi's Casey Dink will give up the reins as president of the organization. So lots of things. uh, Next week, it's uh, FFA Father Farms Alone, because there'll be all the kids heading down to Madison, at least to, for state degrees, and I'm going to be emceeing the state degree banquet. I believe that's Wednesday about noon, and uh, tell me a record crowd. There have been some huge banquets down there, so uh, looking forward to that. It's always fun to get down there and get re-energized with the young people of Wisconsin. They're doing so many things. Good kids doing good things. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Partly sunny today, 79. More of the same. It's hard not to like this weather, but it would be nice to get a sprinkle now and then, wouldn't it? And again, maybe some of that haze from those uh, fires up in Canada. Man, they're getting it out in New York. Places like that with that uh, smoke and haze. Not that bad around here, but we still see it mainly in the upper atmosphere today. But sunny, partly sunny, mostly sunny, whatever you want to call it, 79 down to 48 tonight, 84 tomorrow, and then Saturday, there is a chance of showers and a high 79, not an area-wide rainfall, it doesn't look like. We'll check with Mike Dandry a little later on, and 79, and then the 71 on Sunday, cooling off on Monday with a chance of rain. High is only going to be about 67 on Monday. It's 49 right now, 
And again, Dairy Breakfast FFA Convention, we're moving. we got 49 degrees. We also got about a minute after 5. This is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. Here's what's going on. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis made a surprise trip to the border in Arizona Wednesday before holding a roundtable at Cochise College's Sierra Vista campus. DeSantis said Florida is not a sanctuary state. We have put forth resources to assist with the transportation of illegal migrants to sanctuary jurisdictions where, you know, they've advertised that they welcome that. That prevents from coming to Florida. And I think it's also been very effective. California Governor Gavin Newsom is threatening criminal prosecution of DeSantis for transporting migrants from Central and South America to Sacramento, which is a sanctuary city. Rory McElroy, one of the most outspoken players against Live Golf, says he still hates it. The four-time major champion told reporters that he hopes it goes away after the 2023 season and expects that it will. Live Golf, backed by funding from the Saudi government's public investment fund, tries to set itself apart from the PGA in ways, including playing music on the course and forming teams of golfers. The White House isn't commenting on the controversial merger between the PGA Tour and the Saudi-backed Live Golf. The State Department put out a readout of the meeting that Secretary Blinken had with the Saudi Arabia government, so I would refer you to their readout. Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre says the administration doesn't typically comment on private entities, but added that President Biden hasn't shied away from calling out Saudi Arabia's record of human rights violations in the past. Pro wrestling icon the Iron Sheik is dead at the age of 81. A statement posted on the WWE Hall of Famer's Twitter account said he departed this world peacefully, leaving behind a legacy that that will endure for generations to come. I'm Trey Thomas. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, cross your fingers and, uh, I don't know, face east and put one uh, leg in the air or something. Maybe something will make some rain happen. Our weather forecast brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. Check out the great selection of new Rams right now at ChilsonMotors.com. Not today. Partly sunny, high at 79. Some of that high-level haze probably from those fires in Canada. Tomorrow, partly sunny, 84. Chance of showers comes on Saturday. And again, it looks like kind of widespread showers. High of 79. Cooling off a little bit. 71 on Sunday. Monday, 67 with another chance of rain. So keep your fingers crossed. And a little cooler this morning than we have had. Rice Lake is at 51. Medford's at 41. Wausau, 47. Marshfield, 49. Lacrosse at 54, it's 51 in Green Bay. Madison at 50, Milwaukee at 56. And right here outside our back door, it's 49 degrees on our way to 79 today. Agriculture, it's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, Rural Mutual Insurance sponsoring our markets, giving away tickets to the fair. They're involved in a lot of stuff. Good folks at Rural Mutual Insurance. Jill, let's start with the livestock numbers. Choice fed beef steers are 177 and 194 with mixed at 115 to 176. Choice fed beef heifers are 178 to 194 with mixed at 114 to 176. Choice fed Holstein steers are 150 to 164 with select and silage fed steers 106 to 149. Cows are 85 to 109 with a top of 133. Bulls are 95 to 126 
Butcher hogs are 40 to 92 with sows at 22 to 24 and boars at 12 to 19. New crop market lambs are 130 to 166. Old crop market lambs are 125 to 160. Feeder lambs are 75 to 185. Ewes are 35 to 155. Small goats are 15 to 160. Medium goats are 35 to 300. Large goats are 50 to one four fifty to 490. Nanny goats are 10 to 270. And at the Mercantile Exchange, cash markets and cattle may be higher, but not uh, the mark yesterday. Cattle and hogs were lower. June live cattle, $179 even, down 82 cents. August, 173.20, down 230. October, 175.62, down 262. December, 178.52, down 272. Feeder cattle also lower. August, 239.10 at the close, down 415. September, at 242.27, down 425. October feeder cattle, 244.55, down 427. November, 245.80 at the close, again down 415, and January down 380 at 245.40. Hogs for June, 87.70 at the close, down 60. July at 86.92, down $1.40. August, 83.10, down $1.40. And October at 75.75, that was down 210. On the Board of Trade, the uh, new crop, the, the December crop in November beans, down a little bit, rain forecast for next week, but July beans were higher, closing higher on, well, pretty good demand, and uh, ending stocks a little short. Overnight, December corn down six, sitting at 524 this morning. The oats down a penny at 352. July wheat up four to five cents at 650. November soybeans down a nickel, 1173. Meal down a dollar seventy for December at three hundred sixty four dollars and ten cents. Cheese prices higher yesterday. Barrels up eight and a half, one sixty five and a quarter. The blocks up six and a quarter at one fifty two and a quarter. Butter was down a cent and three quarters to two thirty six. Class three were higher. Prices were higher yesterday. Two days in a row now. What's going to happen? June up six at fifteen thirty. July up twenty four at sixteen fifty three. August up twenty at seventeen thirty seven. September class three up thirty two at eighteen nineteen and October up twenty seven at eighteen sixty. Again, Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us our look at the markets this morning, and we're going to visit with the traditional dairy family that hosted the Grant and FFA Alumni Dairy Breakfast on Sunday. The Khart family. We'll talk to them next on Wax, but saddle up. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. On a beautiful Sunday morning, the Kehart family in the Granton area hosted the dairy breakfast. And uh, actually three generations on this farm. Lyle is with us first. And Lyle, tell us about the history and how this Kehart farm got started. Well, the Kehart farm started on an acre and a half. It was just up uh, across the road from where I live right now. And from there, I went and there was an auction on Highway W. And I thought, well, I'll go and take a look because it had 95 acres and I could expand and I got three boys. And I thought, well, I'd give it a try. And while I went down to see at the day of the auction and the place was all run down. And I says to my wife, I says, we don't need nothing like this. This looks like it's all work and no play. So I said, what we'll do is we'll just listen to see once what what that goes for and then we'll go back home again so i said i walked over there and they were auctioning the land off 
and the guy says, the auctioneer says to me, he says, you bid on this. And I says, I don't want this. And he says, this is your place. He says, you bid on this right now. And he says, you got it. How much did you pay for it? <laughs> I paid $29,250 for 90, 95 acres. And you never look back. Never look back. And uh, again, you said you had three sons. We're going to talk to Mark, your son, now. The other two still farming? No, the other two. One's got a furniture shop right next door okay. to me, and the other one works at Cummins in Nielsville. But it still looks like uh, you're around the farm, at least. You still got a little bit of hands. And what kind of things you'd help with? Every day, I got a daily manure haul. I've got, uh, and whenever it's field work, I do chopping, seeding, planting corn, whatever it is. And whenever they don't need me, then I can head for the fishing hole. That's not a bad way to live. <laughs> no. And you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying every minute of it. Yeah. All right, well, we'll let you go eat breakfast. All right, that's Lyle. Mark, how valuable is it to have a guy like this? He's very valuable. You know, whenever he needs something from stuck or, or needs somebody to run a machine, he can do it. I don't have to ask questions or tell him to do something twice so it's, very it's got a nice sounding board too because uh, he was there back when and he what started an acre and a half with seven cows you betcha he's always looking for things that i missed <laughs> that, that's what dads are all about well what's the layout of the current farm now as far as uh, the acreage what you got planted how many cows you're milking we got about 150 acres of corn and the balance is alfalfa and grass we pasture the cows at night milk in a tie stall barn. So what have you got planted as far as the crops this year and did you get them in on in pretty good order? Yeah it wasn't too bad. It was a little late start. We got all kind of get antsy especially with the breakfast and everything. We we're kind of like worried about what's going to happen but got everything in in a couple days. It was nice weather and uh, we got the hay off. First crop was all off so. And it was pretty good? Yeah yeah it was all right. I mean, what about rainfall? How much rain have you gotten over here? It's been pretty sparse in a lot of places. Right, yeah, yeah. About half of the farm has been getting a little bit of rain, and the other half on the south end is getting nothing. But that's just the way it is. But uh, things have emerged in pretty good shape? Yes, yes. The corn's all coming up. looks really nice. We got her sprayed, and it looks good. So. Now, you've got uh, three boys and a daughter. What's the expression from the kids as far as they want to do this? Because obviously there are three boys in your family, and you're the one left on the dairy. Well, they all seem to really enjoy it. I don't know. We're still up in the air yet. Not forcing any decisions, but yeah. When uh, when will you have the discussion about, uh, well, if you guys want to stay, we will expand or we could expand? Or have you had that yet with the kids? I know they're still uh, in basic grade school, middle school. We actually kind of told them about five years after the youngest one is out of school, would have to make a hard decision one way or the other. Sure be nice to have them stay in, wouldn't it? You betcha. You bet it would. All Keep right. it on. Also with us is Julie, and uh, Julie, this is absolutely what a Wisconsin dairy farm family is all about. Three generations, uh, it has to be fun for you to have the kids so involved, and, and it sounds like when I talk to them, they enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, they seem to enjoy it, and it's, it's fun to be out and working together, and that's what I love about having them out on the farm is that we can all work together and play together, and, and I don't know, it's, it's a great life. It really is. So what's left for you to do with all the kids and, <laughs> and Grandpa and Mark here? Do you get out in the barn, or do you help, or you uh, ramrod the kids back and forth to school and stuff? All of the above. <laughs> yeah, no, I help, I help milk. I I uh, do the milk house cleanup and stuff like that, and yeah, I'm running the kids to all their stuff and gardening. And, and if Mark needs parts, I'm the parts runner. I'm I help out in the fields too if I if needed. And yeah. now, daughter Anna is going to be the president of the Grant and FFA this coming year. 
having this dairy breakfast uh, an indication to you that I'm going to be more involved in a lot of different things now? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I know we're really going to have to step up, especially because our um, ag teacher, Mrs. Reeder, is expecting a baby in September. So I'm planning on uh, stepping up and helping out as much as I can to keep the chapter running smoothly and helping Anna out. So, yeah. And again, the Kehart family from down in the Granton area, again, a true family. I talked to the kids, and, uh, you know, they all, they all help in the barn. Milking, cleaning, feeding, scraping, whatever, taking care of the calves. Uh, true Wisconsin dairy farm family. And we want to thank folks like Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Marika Gouda and Thorpe and the House of Gouda in Eau Claire, Wisconsin Farmers Union, Tractor Central, Bluff Country Feed and Seed, Arcadia Farm and Home, Colby Chrysler, Stockman's Farm Supply, Alliance Bank, Security Financial Bank for uh, sponsoring our visits to the dairy breakfasts and conversations with folks like that. It's a good thing. And uh, we're going to take a look at uh, other things going on in agriculture, too. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. What you tell me about the Grand FFA? There'll be the FFA on the air this coming weekend. All right, good enough. And uh, cheese numbers here. We got too much cheese, do we? Well, in spite of reports that there's too much cheese on the market, cheese production in the state was actually down in April compared to both March and a year ago. New numbers from the National Agricultural Statistics Service show production this past April was 289.6 million pounds. That's down about 6 billion pounds from last April and about 13 million pounds less than March. Italian varieties were down 5%, while other specialty varieties were down 4.9%. All right. So those are some of the numbers for cheese, and we'll take a look at more numbers coming up. But video surveillance around the farm, is it necessary? Does it work? Uh, we'll talk about that next. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Surveillance cameras on the farm are doing more than just giving you a sense of security. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Egg video surveillance in Beaver Dam is seeing a growing interest in using security cameras for better farm management. Jason Nasrati gives me the details on the trends he's seeing in farm security and the logistics required to install the equipment. He says dairy is his leading customer, but he works with agribusinesses across the board. So my primary customers are, are in the ag business, uh, and that can be, you know, any one of a number of, of different uh, types of farms. Uh, dairy is pretty much my leading customer or my customer base. I would say probably about uh, 70% of my work is dairy related. Then I probably got about 10 or 15 into grain uh, or shops, egg, you know, custom farms, stuff like that. Then the remainder's uh, scattered out a little bit uh, across other things. Uh, it could be anywhere from egg tourism to doctor's offices, fitness centers, everything. So I do a little bit of uh, standard commercial, some private homes, not, not too often, but I still do. But uh, the bulk of my work is, is, is in the dairy industry. Why do people get surveillance? Uh, it can be a number of reasons. Most people, I think, you know, associate security cameras with security. And to a certain extent, that is true. That That is the majority. But I would say in the, in the dairy industry, at least, the trend right now really is to hone down their process, quality control and training, cost savings, all kinds of different things. It, it's It's far beyond uh, just the security aspect. It is much more in the process monitoring now. 
Can you give me an example of how people have used video surveillance for better farm management or quality control? The biggest one uh, is in the in the parlors and getting consistency across shifts as a training tool. Uh, a lot of times, you know, the majority of the larger farms now are milking three times a day, and usually that night shift crew is harder to staff or it has a higher turnover rate. Uh, so you're doing a lot more training on there, and obviously uh, the majority of the farmers are up during the day, not at night. So, you know, they're getting trained during the day, moving them crews around. But the camera systems help them to maintain the consistency and make sure procedures are being followed 24-7. And as you said, the other reason for farms to invest in security cameras is for safety. Do people tend to reach out to you after a problem has happened or after a big news story comes out about a farm being attacked? I'd say it's about 50-50. It's split. Sometimes there will be an incident on the farm, regardless of what it is. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe something got damaged, something got stole. Just just in general, something bad happened. Then they'll reach out to me. But then there's also the other 50% that they hear about something bad happening, and they want to be preemptive. And, and that can be a, a number of different things. I would say like four or five years ago, there was that short short period in a year there where there was people kind of infiltrating farms to, to get video and things like that. And and some customers were concerned about that, so they kind of wanted to, you know, make sure that they knew exactly what was going on in their operation. But for the most part, I'd say it's probably split 50-50. What type of surveillance options are out there for farms to consider? For the most part, you know, there, there can be uh, numerous things we can do farm-wide or close closed circuit, you know, and hook up to the Wi-Fi and get it on their phones. That's the path that the majority of farmers select. So basically come in, you set up a network, put the cameras on there, and then get it tied into the Internet so they can see it wherever they go. And then some, being rural, high-speed Internet isn't always readily available or at least not as nice as we'd like it to be. So there's sometimes when it's just closed circuit and it just works locally. All my cameras are hardwired. Uh, typically with a with a hard metal building, so that that's about your best option. A lot of times there's wireless products out there, but it's just too difficult to get them wireless signals around in the, the metal buildings on the farm. So you don't need a separate room with TVs showing everything on your cameras anymore? It can all be done by your smartphone? For the most part, yes. And that, I would say probably about 80% of my customers are happy with just a smartphone. They don't even need a monitor. Now, some of the larger operations where... There's pretty much somebody in the office most of the day. Those farms tend to choose to have a monitor there, so that way the, the farm manager can see what's going on um, while he's in the office all day handling the paperwork. What type of infrastructure does a farm need to have in place before installing a video surveillance? Do they need to have broadband access? Do they need to have an adequate power source to be able to handle the loads that egg video surveillance requires? That's one of the things I do when I give them an estimate. I'll come through and I'll kind of analyze what infrastructure is in place. And then I will note that when I give them my proposal. Uh, A lot of times it's usually just an outlet here or an outlet there. Uh, My systems usually only require one outlet per building. And then I wire low voltage out from there to the cameras. If there is Internet there, I'll assess, you know, if it's adequate or tell maybe sometimes it's just uh, updating a plan or sometimes it's even, you know, changing the provider. A lot of times I'll do that as a courtesy. If their current Internet is not adequate, 
I'll search around because I have a few connections. And it, it's easier for me a lot of times just to make the, the calls, and I can do a lot faster. And then if I do find another provider, I can refer that over to the farmer for them to make that decision. How many cameras does a farm usually need? That's a tough one. It's really all about what makes you feel better. Any number of farms, sometimes I go in and they're only concerned about a few things, maybe just the parlor and watching in the milk house. And then some, they want to see everything. They want to see the maternity pens. They want to see the freestall barn, uh, the feed alleys, calf hutches. So it's really, it's really about what the farmer wants. And I just listen to what they tell me, and, and that's how I write up my proposals. And video surveillance around the farm, checking uh, all the activities on the farm, including worker activity, which could make the workers a little bit upset being on camera all the time, but uh, that's what it is because, uh, you know, you got theft on the farm, and it's uh, really a different world out there. But uh, video security on the farm. Well, well, I I don't know if Premier Livestock has a lot of cameras or not around their operation. We'll find out. Rocky's going to join us next from Premier Livestock to tell us all about the market so far this week. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's get over to Premier Livestock in the withy. Rocky Olson joins us. I would imagine, Rocky, with all the inventory you got on the lot, especially now with that uh, machinery sale coming up, you must have some cameras around the place, don't you? Uh, we got one on about every corner. Oh, boy. So We can't... do. But, you know, it's counting cattle. It's, oh, yeah. You know, uh, you know, sometimes a guy says, hey, I brought 20 head and only got paid for 90. Well, if we're wrong, we're wrong, but let's watch it. Yep, you know? There you go. That's, That's load, right. Loading, unloading. Yeah. Just uh, lots of things to keep track of, and sometimes you just got to go back and watch it. There you go. That's uh, that's what it's all about. Now, does, do you guys, do you have somebody that runs all those cameras or the company that put it in, monitor it? Is it pretty easy to do? Yeah. Yep. It's all recorded loop, loop system, and yeah. Okay. Good stuff. All right. So don't screw around over at Premier Livestock. You're going to get caught. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, Better you're going to get famous. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, it's Thursday already. We're getting to the last trading day of the week, but how the first three been? Thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, this is how yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped up. We sold 241 head of dairy cattle. Uh, we had three complete uh, tie stall herds yesterday. Top end of the auction featured some extremely high-quality cows uh, that sold very strong. Those lesser-quality cows did sell a little lower this week. Uh, top Supreme Fresh cows brought 2,000 to 2,750. Uh, had several top-end loads kind of averaging 21 to 2,300. Many other good cows, uh, 1,400 to 1975 those lesser quality and blemish cows 1375 and down top holstein spring and heifers 1500 all the way up to 21 and a quarter next week we get three herd dispersals that's also going to be our uh, free ice cream sale uh we're going to have the ice cream truck there guys we got three herds for next week again uh herd number one we got uh, 50 registered holstein tie stall cows excellent excellent herd of tie stall cows 2x milk and averaging 90 pounds of milk 4-3 butterfat, 150 cell count, 51 years of 
AI breeding herd two we have 27 registered Ayrshires now that's a complete dispersal hard to find Ayrshires they're tie stall cows 4-2 butterfat 98 cell count uh, we will have a full registered catalog on those and they are over 45 years of AI breeding herd number three we got 45 Holsteins uh, Jersey and Jersey cross cows are averaging 70 pounds of milk with a 110 cell count uh, auction also features many elite consignments of top end fresh cows many of them being parlor freestall from some of our top consigners, Holsteins, Red Holsteins, and we even have some fancy registered Jersey fresh heifers. Uh, we also have an outstanding ready-to-breed Holste- Red Holstein bull. All the details at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, call us at Premier 715-229-2500. Auction reminder, guys, coming up right quick next Friday. That's going to be our large farm equipment auction. Uh, obviously no longer accepting consignments for that auction. Uh, go to our website, check out all the detailed listing on that. Uh, there will be the link to the online bidding through Equipment Facts. That's where we're going to see all the pictures of the equipment that's selling online. Uh, there's a mountain of stuff that's not going to sell online, including uh, all the contents of a full shop. Um, we're going to have lots and lots of items there that, uh, like I said, will not be online. So three rings all day. Bring some auction buddies with you. Come early. Park early. Uh, but we're really looking forward to that for next Friday. So that's the way things are shaping up, Bob. All right, Rocky. Well, go enjoy your day, and we'll talk to you uh, later on. All right. Thanks a lot. There he goes. That's Rocky over there at Premier Livestock and Withy. As we take a look at the markets, the weather, a lot of things going on, all right here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're going to go over to Mike Dandry and check on our weather, brought to you by Northside Elevator. But uh, the cash prices today, Jill, at Northside. At the Loyal location, corn's at 584 with soybeans at 1315. And in Arcadia, corn is at 594 with soybeans at 1320. Thank you very much. And let's go see what kind of numbers and information Mike Dandry has for us over there at Skywarn 13. Man, did you see those TV stories, Mike? Uh, pictures of New York and out east? Oh, that's yeah. dangerous out there. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's, I mean, just to kind of give it in short, there's a upper level low, and that's where you get counterclockwise and inward rotation. That's mostly yeah. off towards the east, and that's bringing in a lot of that smoke. And, yeah, it's it's like a horror movie almost when you look at it. Yeah, and I heard how many hundreds of thousands of acres are burning out of control. This isn't going to go away anytime soon. No, even though there has been just a couple showers and some cooler temperatures up that way, certainly not enough to... Uh, of course make that difference that we would like to see well we don't have anything like that around our a little haze high i would expect but uh saturday a lot of dairy breakfast but i think a lot of people still have their fingers crossed that maybe they'll get a little damp too you know that was something i've been saying too is that at this point we need rain so badly that i think uh, some people would be okay with seeing some rain on the weekends but uh yeah for today we'll have some sunshine not really tracking any chances of rain we'll have a few passing clouds from time to time with temperatures into the upper 70s another cool one tomorrow morning though dipping into the mid to upper 40s some of us into the low 50s but then tomorrow afternoon, getting into the mid-80s, so a little bit of a warm-up. Then Saturday brings us that chance at some showers and storms into the afternoon with highs into the low 80s once again. That'll cool us off briefly for Sunday and Monday with highs into the mid-70s. Staying mostly dry, more sunshine on Sunday and a few more clouds on Monday. But then Mother Nature cranks up the heat again, but unfortunately doesn't look like any shower chances will follow suit as we get into the mid-to-upper 80s once again for Tuesday and Wednesday. 
Still looking at a good bit of sunshine, but right now we have a temperature of 52 degrees in Eau Claire, and yeah, the dew point, 39, so we have some dry air near the surface. Well, anybody that's complaining about not being able to put up hay, <laughs> don't <laughs> yeah. listen to them. <laughs> you, uh, you have no excuse at this point. <laughs> well, that's for sure. Thanks, Mike. You bet, Bob. Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13 with the weather, brought to you again by Northside Elevator. We've got about 24 minutes before 6 o'clock. We'll catch up with Morgan and see what's going on in her world on Wax. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Sounds like the major oil companies are making sure they're making money when we pay more for it. Well, the investigative reporter that she is, Morgan McCarthy, is with us. Hey, I was going to ask you, did you get your garden all planted? Yeah, pretty much. We're doing uh, more flowers than big food items this year, but we got some cucumbers in the ground oh, that's and kind good. of thing. Yeah, we'll get them, we'll get them started. You got your mom anyway. It, uh, for food, yes. Yeah. But it's actually, I will say this, I'll be fair where fair is fair. Alex has the green thumb, uh, not me. Oh, he does? Good. Well, he naturally produces so much compost. It's it's a nice relationship <laughs> for him to get into the dirt. It all does, all really. The plants just grow right as he walks behind Wherever him. Wherever he walks, it just leaves a trail. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, that's good to hear. Well, what's going on? Well, we will pluck some of those headlines. They always grow in uh, bounty crops, and we begin here locally. Good morning. What we're learning today has to do with an update from the Dunn County area. That home invasion that we talked about earlier this week, we now know that it was an Eau Claire woman involved in that, and she was reportedly high with deputies saying she smacked a homeowner with a 20-pound piece of metal. Investigators say Megan DeHate was likely under the influence of hallucinogenic drugs and was having a manic episode when she forced her way into the home earlier this week. The people who live at the home stopped her, but deputies say she did clunk a man on the head and any required stitches. She's due in court later today. Looking into headlines that uh, touch on transportation, we first start on the rails, and that includes federal funding. A railroad overpass at Galloway Street at the tracks is a big step closer to becoming a reality here in our area. We start in D.C., where the city this week announced it will get $10 million from Washington, D.C. to build that new rail crossing. That money is part of a half billion dollars worth of grants in more than 30 states. Now, planners in Eau Claire have been talking about an overpass at Galloway Street since at least 2015, so for quite a while. Federal officials say that that new crossing will serve as a connection for the Chippewa River Regional Bike and Pedestrian Trail and just make it safer overall. From the rails, we move the wheels forward on that transit center. If you've driven downtown and wonder exactly when they might unveil that is being done, you're about a year away. City yesterday said that still being built facility won't open until at least the summer of 2024. The building itself is nearly finished. Uh, they expect maybe that parking deck and building later this year, but that hold up on the longer plan, that's the apartments. That's been kind of a hiccup for that project so far. Well, we look a little bit closer at the numbers, and should you have to know how to count your beans before you walk the stage? Well, lawmakers think so. Wisconsin teens may soon have to take a financial literacy class to graduate from high school. Wisconsin Assembly yesterday approved a plan that would require a class on credit, credit cards, investing, and basic financial skills. State Rep. Calvin Callahan says the idea there is to make sure that high schoolers in our state can make smart financial decisions once they're off and on their own. The class passed the assembly that vote there well you can see these numbers 95 to 1 
We go to Lodi where there uh, might be some hot potatoes. The sheriff in Columbia County says a truck carrying a load of potatoes caught fire yesterday morning. And it did actually close the interstate for a while while crews worked to knock down those flames. No one was hurt. Yes, that's one way to carb load. And here in the Dairyland, we put our cheese hats on loud and proud. But if you're traveling in California, there is a new roadside attraction for people that cheese like it cheese. is inviting travelers to visit its unique rest stop and fuel up their car with the world's first cheese it pump. It's designed to pump bags of the cheesy snack inside the car. Travelers can also buy themed merchandise and find unique Cheez-It flavors at the connected shop. But you better hurry. The rest stop will be open daily until June 11th. Brooks Walker, NBC News Radio. And in June Dairy Month, we get our cheese the real way. It starts with the cows, and that starts in the barn. And we head back to it with Bob Bosel, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. I'm going to try and find out more about that place. June 11th, why they're so short. There's plenty of cheese out there, that's it's for sure. It's in uh, Joshua Tree, California, if you're headed west anytime yeah. soon. So there you go. Otherwise, I think uh, it's pretty easy to access cheese around here. Yeah, I, I picked so. up some curds this week, and man, did that hit the spot. Oh, they're good. Good, that's for sure. Uh-huh. Pick up a few more. <laughs> I'll share with the class. Very good. See you later. <laughs> you bet, Bob. There goes Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning on Wax. We're about 19 away from 6 o'clock. 49 degrees, or if not that, it's right around it. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's June Dairy Month at Wax and every place else. Hopefully you're getting out to celebrations of June Dairy Month be what they might be, breakfast or dinners. Uh, don't forget the uh, Chippewa dinner. It's coming up on Wednesday, the chicken dinner at the fairgrounds, the, the 21st. Farmers, stop in at the Chamber of Commerce office, pick up your free tickets for that. All right, otherwise, lots of things going on. Uh, Jill, get us caught up on some of the activities this weekend. Well, on Friday, you can go to the Spencer Dairy Breakfast. They're serving from 5 till 10 in the morning at the Spencer Valley Park. And that is at, sponsored by the Spencer Chamber of Commerce. And Pepin County Dairy Breakfast is on Saturday, serving from 6.30 to 11 at the Churchview Dairy off of County Road V in Durand. And the Pittsville FFA and FFA alumni is having a breakfast on Saturday, serving from 7 to 11 at the Butch Gardeners Cranberry Lane in Pittsville. The Portage County Dairy Palooza is happening from on Saturday from 11 till 2 at the Feltz's Dairy Store. And then we're moving over to Sunday. If you're not full yet, you can go to the Edgar Dairy Breakfast. That's at the Scott Marie Miller's in Fenwood. They're serving from 7 till noon. And Nielsville has their dairy breakfast at the Clark County Fairgrounds on Sunday, serving from 7 till noon. And then you, if you're still not... There's still one more, 38th Annual Town and Country Dairy Breakfast at the Taylor County Fairgrounds. They are serving from 6.30 till noon on Sunday. And that's at the uh, Fairgrounds in Medford, right? Yep, the Fairgrounds in Medford. And a horse pull. And there's a horse pull on Saturday at 1 o'clock at the Midnight Riders Saddle Club, Mondovi, off of 37. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And if you like power and noise, uh, it's a big, big pull over there in Ellsworth, that's for sure. Hey, we found one more breakfast. I did. I missed one. Trample County Dairy Breakfast is on Saturday, serving from 6 to 11 at the Jersey Homestead Dairy off, off of County Road G in Dodge. All right. So uh, that what's that, 7 or 8 this weekend? 
Something um, like that. If you count the one on Friday, that's eight. All right. So uh, no reason not to get out and enjoy a dairy meal during June Dairy Month. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 11 minutes before 6 o'clock, 49 degrees, and it's time to hear from Brittany and Baron Equity. For fed cattle, our choice beef steers and heifers sold 140 to 155. High yielding choice Holstein steers sold 120 to 130. Choice Holstein steers were 110 to 119, and unfinished steers and heifers were 109 and down. As for cold cows, the top 20% sold from $1.09 to $1.16, topping at $1.20.50. 60% sold from 61 to 108, and the bottom 20% were 60 and down. Cold bulls, they sold from $1.05 to 118, with thin, full, and bulls over one ton discounted. As for our feeder cattle, beef feeder bulls sold 140 to 199. Beef feeder heifers were 110 to 149. Our next sheep, goat, and small animal sale is June 17th. If you would like to consign animals to that sale, please reach out ahead of time so we can get them advertised. Also, if you would like someone to come out and look at your livestock or have any questions, please contact us at 715-537-5618. This has been Brittany with your Equity Baron Market Report. Thank you and have a great day. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to head south and hear from Hot Edip Eman and Sparta Equity. And fed cattle selling steady to stronger today with the Island Choice Beef Steers and Heifers 184 to 192, topping at 194. Choice and Select Beef Steers and Heifers 168 to 183. The Beef and Dairy Cross Steers 160 to 180. The Highland Choice Holstein Steers 158 to 165. The Choice and Select Holstein Steers 147 to 157 with the unfinished steers. Heifers and Heavy Steers $1, $1 to $1.46. Cows steady. Higher than cows, dollar five to dollar twenty. The cutters and utilities eighty nine to one hundred four with the low yielding and cattle cows forty eight to eighty eight cents. Bull market steady today with most bulls bringing one ten to one twenty five with the thin, full and bulls over a ton discount at dollar nine and down. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Monday, June twelfth, starting at twelve thirty, with hogs followed by calves. Fed cattle, bulls, and cows. This is Hut aiming to Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's wrap up the activity from the sale barns, the equity barns. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us over in Stratford. Good sleeping weather this morning, Jerry. Bob, and a good morning to you and uh, Jill. Yeah, it is. Uh, 45 degrees is kind of hard to roll out, but we got stuff to do, so. All right, well, uh, we'll we... let you get at and do it. How did the sale go yesterday? We'll uh, be happy to do that, Bob. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. Summary from uh, yesterday, Wednesday here at Equity Stratford. We'll start with the feeder cattle sale. Again, markets continue to be very good on all classes of livestock. Uh, light, uh, lighter weight beef steers and heifers yesterday selling from 165 to 240. Uh, heavier weight beef steers and heifers mostly from uh, 135 to 225. Now, on the Holstein line yesterday, lighter weight Holstein steers from 130 to 190. Now, these are feeders and are heavier. Every Holstein feeder steers mostly from 118 to 160. Now we'll get to the market cattle. Uh, starting with the fed cattle yesterday, choice grading Holstein steers are selling mostly from 142 to 157. Select grading cattle, underfinished cattle, uh, 138 below. Uh, on the cow market now, cows continue to be in good demand. High yielding fleshy Holstein cows yesterday selling from 97 to $1.18. We had some very fancy high yielding beef cows from 118 to 123 and a half. Uh, most of the cows yesterday selling between 77 and 97. Thinner cows, plainer cows, 75 and below. On the bull trade, better quality.
quality bowls are selling from uh, 108 up to 122. Lighter weight bowls, 105 and back. On the calf market, uh, the middle of the week here, good quality Holstein bull calves selling from 150 to 350. Your heifer calves mostly 50 to a dollar, and your good quality beef calves 350 to 550. And we are at Thursday. Our auction does start here this morning at 11 o'clock. Uh, full marketing day, of course. We'll sell market cattle, including uh, fed cattle, cows, bulls. We'll get to those baby calves uh, after the lunch hour this afternoon. And just keep in mind, our next dairy auction here in Stratford will be next Tuesday, June 13th. Uh, we do have a complete herd dispersal of 110 Holstein, Kyles, and Springing heifers uh, for that auction. And, uh, and for more information on our website, Equity Co-op, click on the Stratford page for that. And also upcoming here in June, on Wednesday, June 21st, will be our special beef breeding bull sale. We are taking consignments every day for the for that. So if you've got bulls to consign, let us know. Put them on the list for you. And that looks to be a good sale. That will be on June 21st. So a busy June is continuing here, Bob. And... Uh, well, I know uh, everybody out there hoping for a little rain, a lot of hay down, uh, but we do need some rain, too. So, again, like I say every day, folks, uh, do drive careful because I don't care what part of the country you're in. There's probably some road construction going on. So That's for sure. A lot of that. And uh, motorcycles, bicycles, all kinds of things. Just uh, be careful. Hey, thanks, Jerry. We'll talk to you in the morning. Bob, you have a nice day. Thank you. There he goes. Jerry Fitzgerald at the Equity Stratford Barn. And our market's brought to you by Synergy Cooperative in the Ridgeland area. Before we get to the numbers, though, we mentioned earlier that uh, during May we celebrated uh, some beef month activities, including giving away some certificates. Jill, what's that all about? Where are we at? We gave away four $25 gift certificates, and the winners are Linda Cantrell from Bloomer, Ted Lanner from Osseo, Will Minen from Chippewa Falls, and Sarah Woodford from Eau Claire. Where are those things from, those they're, certificates? They're $25 gift certificates from the Grain Bin Butchery and Market up in Boyceville. All right, so congratulations to all of our winners. Now let's take a look at the grains brought to you by Synergy Cooperative. Overnight, December corn down six cents, five twenty-four. The oats down a penny at three fifty-two. July wheat was up four to five cents at six fifty. November beans down nickel at eleven seventy three. Soybean meal for December down a dollar seventy at three sixty four ten. And at the country elevators today, Northside Elevator Loyal Location corns at five eighty four with soybeans at thirteen fifteen. In Arcadia corns at five ninety four with soybeans at thirteen twenty. Wheat and grain Chippewa Falls and Connorsville locations. Corn's at five sixty nine with soybeans at thirteen oh eight. And on the DTN screen, corn at Golden Plum today is five ninety seven. At Baldwin, it's five fifty eight with the beans twelve ninety seven. Durant also has corn at five fifty eight. The beans twelve ninety two. Mondovi and Elmwood five sixty two on the corn twelve ninety seven on the beans. Fall Creek five forty eight and twelve sixty seven. Osseo's corn's five seventy five. Beans at twelve ninety seven. Elk Mound five seventy six. Beans at thirteen ten. Down at Sparta. 588 for the corn, 1292 for the soybeans, and over at Ellsworth, 551 on the corn, 1257 on the beans, ethanol plants, Boyceville, 588, Stanley, 584, New Richmond corn, 574, barrel cheese up eight and a half yesterday, 165 and a quarter, blocks up six and a quarter at 152 and a quarter, butter down one and three quarters at 236 a pound. June class three up six, 1530, July up 24 at 1653. August up 20 at 1737, September up 32 at 1819, October up 27 at 1860. Again, a partly sunny day today, another nice warm day, about 79. Some of that high haze of that smoke from Canada will be there. 
but uh, shouldn't be too bad. Right now, we're about 49, 50 degrees. It's a nice start to the day. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadah. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.